this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their compliance counsel, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to day 16 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today I'm going to take up a topic of setting up a data analysis program. The analysis and use of data is <clears throat> one of the really cutting edge, moving to best practice, moving to middle of the road components of an effective compliance program. But many people ask, how do you set up a data analysis program? And how do you use it to help you to monitor in your compliance program? So I turned to uh, a good friend, Joe Orengel, who gave me a five-step process that I'm going to share with you. Those five steps are brainstorming, acquiring and mapping data, writing queries, analyzing and reporting, and then refining and sustaining. So I'm going to go through each one of these steps in some detail today. Number one, brainstorming. It all begins with a step. Any data analysis project in a compliance program begins with picking the business questions to answer with the data. So you might ask <clears throat> one or more of the following questions. What do you expect to find if we do a detailed review of the data? What policies should have been followed? What would a mistake or even a fraud or even an FCP, FCPA violation look like? The data to be reviewed could be expense reports, accounts payable, invoices, or sales contracts. The key to successful brainstorming is to identify the questions that you want to ask and answer, then identify the digital data sources that can best answer these questions. This process should be iterative, with questions being refined based upon the available sources of digital data. The brainstorming process is central and critical to leading uh, you, to allow you rather, to develop queries to ask for the appropriate data. Step two, mapping the data. Acquiring and ma mapping the data can be a technical step. Uh, you may need to talk to your IT folks and, and garner some more technical help from that side. But most modern software can create files that can be easily read by basic data analysis software. <coughs> even more advanced tools. Mapping data is simply identifying, naming, and categorizing data fields, such as text, dates, or numbers, so that the software tool can best interpret the data for analysis. Many data sources are internal, in other words, sales, reports, expense transactions, but increasingly, external data sources from vendors or business partners can be used as well. 
Even the U.S. government is an occasional data source for analytics, with various federal departments publishing watch lists of debarred individuals and companies. Once data is loaded into a data analysis tool, control totals should be compared to source systems for completeness and accuracy. Here, you need to compare record counts, grand totals, and even selected balances for a sample of records to make sure that nothing was lost in translation into a data analysis tool. Once data analysis is confirmed to be complete and accurately loaded and mapped into analysis, then you are ready to start moving to step three, which is writing the queries. This can be a valuable double check on the accuracy of reports that are provided from existing internal and external systems, and you should use data analysis to answer questions that are not readily reported from these internal systems. Often comparing data across multiple fields can yield the most interesting results, particularly if your company is siloed, where the information is not uh, cross-shared across business units or corporate disciplines. Uh, such as supply chain, such as accounts payable, such as finance, such as accounting, such as IT, such as legal, such as corporate. While writing queries certainly sounds technical, it's really quite simple. Sorting data from the oldest to the newest or the biggest to the smallest is only often a few clicks away on your mouse. Once sorted by different columns, business insights can come quickly. Writing queries is simply writing the business questions you laid out in the brainstorming session and using the software in a way that makes it easy to understand these answers. A simple example would be, show me the purchasing transactions that didn't have proper pre-approval. The answer could be identified by comparing the dates between the purchase order invoices and then looking for any vendor invoice date that is prior to the purchase order date. Other queries techniques are, are similarly simple but equally as effective. Now you're ready to move to step number four, which is analyzing and the report results. By summarizing results in a way that measures something important, an action step becomes apparent. So in the prior example I gave on step three, if a vendor's invoice date predated its purchase order, then the action step is to understand if the date it was received may be later than the date on the document itself. Perhaps the vendor has backdated the invoice in hopes of an earlier payment instead of the purchasing order having been created after the fact to cover up the lack of required pre-approval. Here you should summarize the uh, results of data analysis in a visual form, for example, by showing color size and location in a graph so that you can quickly and easily communicate what has happened, see the data, and conclude whether the picture supports a decision of whether or not a transaction was compliant, whether a red flag was raised, or whether additional action needs to, uh, to be taken. Now we're ready to move to step five, which is refine and sustain. Part of this step is about fixing the root cause of any problem identified in your data analysis. I certainly believe one of the key functions for any compliance practitioner is to make sure you're aware of violations of your <clears throat> compliance policies and procedures. And if there's a violation, you need to make sure that it moves to, or do, rather does not move to, illegal conduct stage. Yet there are other remedial steps that are critical. 
if a condition or transaction is identified as a potential issue, documenting the next step and ensuring proper completion is important. An employee incorrectly submitting a personal duplicate expense, say a $20 lunch that they listed uh, in multiple places or on a report on the same day and they were reimbursed for, for that same $20, uh, should be followed up with. Consistent action uh, when appropriate circumstances arise is important. Seeking and obtaining approvals for improper expenses should not be based on the whether or not the employee was an officer or manager or even the amount of error. If you think about the 2013 COSO framework update, uh, they really talked more about prescription, prescriptive with respect to the elements of an effective compliance program. This is moving beyond simple preventative, yet the five objectives, uh, of the five objectives of the COSO framework, the fifth and final is monitoring. And utilizing data in this way that I've discussed really allows you to, to follow the prescripts of the COSO framework. So what are the three key takeaways for setting up your data analysis? Well, first and foremost is what do you want to look at? As a compliance practitioner here, once again, you're going to utilize a risk-based approach. This can be a geographic area. This could be a business unit. This could be a product line or service line, which has numerous government touch points. But what do you want to look at? And what's the underlying logic for making that decision? All of that needs to be documented. So if a regulator ever comes knocking, it's going to be apparent. Second, you actually have to look at the data. And this is, once again, oftentimes difficult for the compliance practitioner simply because many of us came out of a legal function where um, data was not uh, really a part of our underlying professional training. But you've got to look at the data. You've got to do more than just anecdotal stories. Uh, you've got to have hard data that allows you to have information to make a reasonable decision based upon it. And third, never forget it's a continuous feedback loop. Uh, step five is refine and sustain, the same with training, the same with your policies, the same with your risks. It's a continuous feedback loop because information that you're given, which may indicate that things are trending in the wrong way. What happens if you're getting too many split invoices? What happens if you're getting, starting to get a multiple of expense reports which are just at or immediately below the level from which they would need pre-approval? What if happens if you're starting to get uh, similar dates? Um, then you can move and, and increase the oversight and review of those topics so that you can hopefully stop anything before it becomes a real problem. So this uh, five-step approach really gives you a way to think through setting up your data analysis, but it's going to be incumbent upon you to utilize that data. Never forget that it's your data, and one of the things that a compliance professional needs to do is consume that data. So I hope you've enjoyed Day 16 of 30 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I look forward to visiting with you and hope you will join me for Day 17. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. 
you'd like more information on today's topic, please check out my book, Doing Compliance, which is available through Compliance Week. You can purchase it on their website. Also, if you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would give us a rating, as it would definitely help our rankings. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Today, 16 to 30 days to a better compliance program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.